Welcome to the Idea Climbing Podcast. In this episode, we discuss how you can create a safe space to share your big idea with your peers that will help you with growing your big idea and bringing it to life. My guests are Marcy Fortnow and Diana Patel. Marcy is the owner of Engaging Clay, a team building and training company that delivers workshops and programs through traditional training, active facilitation, and engaging play. Diana Patel is an executive coach who helps corporate leaders cultivate fulfillment in their current role. She's also a strategic development partner at Continuing Education Productions, where she helps to sustain cohesive, high-performance organizations through employee training. We discuss how to speak your goals and share them with the people that can help you, how to create a virtual Sprout event, and who you should invite, what to do after your event to create lasting results, and more golden nuggets of advice. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you for being here, Marcy and Diana. I appreciate you taking the time. Thanks, Thanks so much for having us. <laughs> we're trying a new thing, two guests. So we're going to see how this goes. So it's Marcy and Diana here. And I'd love to jump right in. We talked about sprout speeches and sprout spaces, both particularly in the world of entrepreneurship. Let's start with the speeches because you recently had an event. It was awesome. I was there. What is a sprout speech? And what's the story behind it? How did you discover it? Go ahead, Diana. It yeah. was first your idea. Go ahead. Well, I, I'm so happy to be collaborating with Marcy on this. So we met last year and she has a company called Engaging Play. And I'm just completely blown away by it. She teaches business and communication skills through play. And so we had a lot of conversations just back and forth about this. And then she recommended a book to me called uh, the Art of Gathering by Priya Parker. And in there, there's this concept of the sprout speech. So you've probably heard of a stump speech, which is where you establish yourself as an expert in the field. It's your kind of go-to elevator pitch. But she talks about this sprout speech where you're willing to grow with help of others. Right. What, what, what was your take on that, Marcy? Yeah, well, I had recommended the book uh, to Diana and it was a little part of a little uh, chapter and I didn't imagine anything about it. And then Diana yeah, called me up and said, what do you think about actually doing this, about actually creating a space for people, for entrepreneurs to come together and explore what's possible, to see what is sprouting for them. And so we started to bounce around and then finally did create um, a sprout event where we invited uh, folks that we knew uh, were creative and expressive to come and share what was just growing for them. And it was spring, so uh, it seemed perfectly timed to what was happening in nature. Um, and yeah, that's what we did. Before we get into spaces, if someone's interested in doing their own Sprout event, could you go through a little bit of the event itself, the logistics, what you asked? Because I think that's really important and it could be a great piece of advice for someone listening that's saying, wow, that sounds cool. I might want to do something like that. Do you want to start, Diana? Yeah, so I think the, the most important thing is who you collaborate with. So collaborate with someone you admire. It'll happen quicker. You'll also uh, be able to do it better. And then you also have fun along the way. So I think the first thing you start with is actually who, who you're going to collaborate with. And who, who is that? How do you make a, what is a good collaboration partner? What are some characteristics there? 
I think it's uh, it, it's case by case a little bit. It's who you get along with and if you admire their work and what they do well. Well, thank you, Diana. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a compliment. <laughs> That's, that is a huge compliment. And I think there's there's an activity people could do on their own. It's more powerful in groups. If you want to take it, Marcy, the rosebud. Sure, I, sure. That was just um, a facilitative technique that I use for um, for check-ins and for debriefing. It's called rosebud thorn. I've actually written about this also in my own blogs um, because it's such a nice little tool. Uh, a rose is something that's that's blooming. That's going really well in your life. A bud is something that's budding for you that's maybe not immediate, but it's out there and you're thinking about it and something good that's coming up. And a thorn is of course something that's not going great for you. And what we did to structure the event was to start off by asking people to imagine and just to journal for a moment what their rose, their bud and their thorn is. And then we asked them specifically to share their bud as a sprout, as, a, as something that they wanna grow a little bit more, something they could articulate. And what did, what did we say, Diana? Breathe some life into, give it yes. a little water, let it, let it germinate. And, uh, and that's the beauty of speaking it out loud. And speaking of sprout, in one of our last conversations, you had mentioned that's giving people permission to experiment to help the sprout happen. Either Diana or Marcy, can you dive, in, dive into that a little bit more as far as giving someone permission? Actually, Diana, if you wanna do that to experiment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's this book called uh, Rebel Success for Leaders. And in it, she talks. the author talks about how it's important to think about your goals, write about your goals, but then also speak your goals. And at least for me, I, I'm more comfortable with thinking and writing when it comes to speaking. It can, it can be a little bit intimidating if you're not with the right people. And I think to your question of, it's about creating a safe space to be able to speak goals that you're not quite certain about how they're going to pan out yet. And you can learn from the experiences and help of others. Yeah, I love that also because um, Mark and Diana, I you know, something I've realized as um, an entrepreneur that that ended up being alone a lot <laughs> during uh, mm. this last pandemic, that I'm a verbal processor. And uh, if you know that about yourself, uh, and you can see that in other people, it's a great way to, to, to germinate an idea and to think through an idea. Left alone to write and, and, and think is, is nice, but um, there is something about processing it out loud and giving it legs. So if I hear you right, finding whatever you want to call it, a power partner or something like that, if you do the exercise alone, it'll, it'll help, but giving it, doing it with somebody else is going to help it sprout more or possibly sprout quicker because you're going to get ideas that you weren't thinking of, you know, sitting alone at 11 o'clock at night in your home office. Would that right. be correct? I, I think so. I, for me, that's definitely true. And, you know, and, um, and I think we spoke about this before also that there's, there is something very powerful about pulling people uh, together, people who have similar um, goals and aspirations and energy to, to work with you, to help, 
to mastermind, if you will, uh, any kind of concept. And that was also part of our design that we really wanted to bring those kind of creative, uh, energetic thinkers together to help each other. They, you, none of you knew each other, but you enjoyed the energy in the room. Am I right, Mark? Definitely. How, how did you do that? Because I, I remember it wasn't awkward at all. I felt comfortable in what you just said. That was with the room of people that I, outside of you, I didn't know. But the comfort level was there. How did you do that? Was it the way you, you opened it up? Yeah, you were handpicked, Mark. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we we um, you know we thought this was our first, and I've done we've done this now a couple times, and um, and we picked people we knew would just embrace the risk and the energy. I think entrepreneurs are a great example, but certainly people who have you know jobs also have that kind of. Many of them have that kind of spirit to grow into what's next. So it's people. Would it be fair to say that it's people that have a big idea or they're chasing some, not chasing is the wrong word, moving towards something as opposed to just, I'm happy at my job I'm, or I make a million dollars a year as a solopreneur, I'm fine. Is that, with that, am I reading it that the right way or is it a little bit off as far as the type of person that would be there like with moving towards a goal or just status quo? I think anyone who's a lifelong learner uh, that's, that's the quintessential person that would appreciate a Sprout speech event. And let's talk about the Sprout space. And we, we've touched on it a little bit, but time goes by fast to reiterate or reinforce it, if you will. Talk a little bit more about that. Someone's listening saying, I want to do a Sprout space. I'm not going to do the full event or I'm not going to be speaking, but I want to do something while it's on my own, which probably isn't the best way, or I want to involve people. How would somebody create their own Sprout space? Um, well, I think, uh, as Diana said, pulling together uh, like-minded, like-energied, uh, risk-taking people, um, and that is the basis of a, a sort of mastermind, almost a mastermind model, and I, and I use the word mastermind very much like Napoleon Hill did in his book, Think and Grow Rich, where he talks about, you know, gathering a trusted group of peers to help to, to become like a think tank and uh, a support system and an advisory council. So those are the kinds of people you might pull together if you wanted to have your own event. So pull together that kind of masterminding group. And then I would say the structure that's needed is to create a special space not just to talk about what's going on and in your business, what's happening now, but a special time that talks about what's, what's germinating, what's in your mind that you haven't given voice to yet. What is budding for you? That thing that makes your stomach flutter, that thing uh, that, you know, like you that's been in the back of your mind at 11 o'clock at night or when you're sleeping or when you wake up in the morning that, that freaks you out and create some space just to share that. Any thoughts to add to that, Diana? Yeah, I completely agree with everything Marcy said. The only thing I would add too is that when you bring these people together, the other piece of advice I would add is uh, to be a good listener too, right? To be a good participant yourself as everyone's sharing something that, like Marcy said, kind of gives you butterflies, right? It's not necessarily something you've shared before, and being a good active listener, I think, is really uh, key to that. 
Yeah, that's a great point. I just want to, yeah, that's a great point. The supportiveness and that, that you don't meet it with any negativity, but questions, you know, good active listening. I think that's great, Diana. Sorry. Thank you. Getting a little tactical on it, because I forget how you verbalized it with me, or maybe it was an email, but I know on video chat we did. How do you invite people? tactical even as far as what should an email say or what should a conversation say because I would imagine this isn't just a normal event as you come to the event here's a speaker you like the topic or you don't it's cut and dry as opposed to you're creating a safe space for people to share everything we've been talking about whether it's an email or verbally how do you extend an invitation to let them know and make sure they're the right person go ahead Diana you did a great yeah, job with well, that. well one thing I think we we let them know about what a sprout speech is and giving them that context so they're not surprised when you know they come to the event they hear what a sprout speech is and they're caught off guard another thing is i don't think this is necessarily 100 percent um, necessary for every sprout event but for our sprout event we made the decision not to record um, i think that took some pressure off of it for people as well too and as far as reaching out to people i think giving them the context of what to expect really helped and then of course it, it's was really fun to just align it with spring and you know see what was sprouting for people with, uh, with things that were also really just literally sprouting in the world yeah i remember from our conversation at what with what you just said diana that you have to let people know what to expect and i remember that with me so they don't come in and get blindsided because i i've had i've been to events like that pre-pandemic when you, it looks like a normal event, but then all of a sudden it's like, okay, everyone get in a circle, share your ideas, like what just happened? And that could really scare some people. So I think that's an important one is setting expectations for it. Not everyone had to participate either. I don't know yeah. if you remember that. We, no. we had them walk through the exercise. Everybody did their rosebud thorn. We invited them to share their bud and to bring out something not practiced, not rehearsed. and kind of scary and not everybody shared and that's okay that's the other thing some people might choose not to verbalize and they just want to be one of the people listening and supporting and that's okay too so after a sprout space session or a sprout event what comes next okay i did the exercise rosebud thorn what should people be aware of to actually make something happen so it doesn't just turn into a really great hour with no results afterwards, what comes next after the exercise is done? Um, I, uh, you know, part of that is is up to you, <laughs> right? What you do with it now that it's verbalized. And uh, our suggestion is that you find some sort of accountability, either from someone in the room or uh, something else in your life. And you think about you you actually make next steps will you take this to the next step just beyond the words and make turn it into action or turn it into a plan and what are you going to do with it i think inviting people to see you know sometimes we just verbalize stuff and you go well that was not great <laughs> and you can put it away you know you don't have to action every idea every spark that happens but it's up to them to decide Will this, will I take this to the next step? And what's the accountability for that? Anything to add to that, Diana? I love that accountability. That's awesome. 
Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think it's it's up to the person for that accountability and for what they want to achieve with it. I, I would thinking out loud with what you just said, I would tell people to get an accountability partner and mm-hmm. ideally either bring them into it or if they have, if they create it on their own the next day, explain what happened, call someone that you know, like, and trust. And it just, here's setting the tone. I want an accountability partner. We can do the exercise with you now that I've gone through it. So it doesn't have to be somebody in the room, which I think opens it up to as far as feeling safe. They feel safe in the room, but it's still a stranger. Maybe they're not comfortable there, but then they can go to someone they know, like, and trust and walk them through the same exercise. So it doesn't have to be somebody in the room. Would that be correct? Oh, yeah. I think that's great. That's great. And and this is, you know, maybe the next step is finding um, a coach to work you through it or an expert in that field. Maybe it requires... Um, yeah, some different expertise that you don't hold personally and to, to search that out and, and validate and make next steps. And you had also mentioned tying into what we're talking about right now, it's important to speak your goals and there was something more around that. Talk to that because I think that's important. Once I get done with the exercises, start by speaking your goal then. Talk, what is that? Because I, I think there was another piece to that puzzle of speaking your goals. Yeah, Diana, you had you yeah. had. That. Yeah. So uh, the, what I've read in that one book is, you know, think about your goals, write your goals, speak your goals. And I think a lot of people think about them. Some people write them and then not everyone goes to the level of speaking them. And of course, then the next level of really making them a reality. And I think the step between writing and making it a reality is actually speaking it and working with the help of others. Well, we've covered a lot of ground in a short period of time here. If someone's listening, they're like, okay, I love a lot of this stuff, that whether I'm busy, whatever, whatnot. And they say, if I'm going to do one thing, whether it's reiterating something we just spoke about or saying something we haven't spoken about yet, we can go with this with each of you. What would, if you're going to do one thing, do this. Marcy, what would you tell someone to do that's listening to the podcast if they want to get started in the sprout world, if you will? Um. What should they do to create that? If there anything goes that we've been talking about, if they want to take action, inviting a friend, doing it themselves, an exercise, anything else, do I, if you're only going to do one thing, do this. I think it's it's finding it's finding someone to speak with. It's it's finding someone to uh, that you can share that with. Um, I don't think this is something you do by yourself. I think it's something you do with others. And that's the point. And if you don't have an, a, uh, a trusted group of advisors or friends or colleagues, um, that's a great, that's what you need. That's, that's, where, that's where we sprout a lot of great ideas. So that would be my one thing. Get those folks together. Love it. Collaboration at its finest. How about you, Diane? Anything to add to that? Absolutely. It's, it's who you collaborate with. And choose someone that you admire. I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, but choose someone you admire. Not only will you get to your big idea quicker, you'll have more fun along the way. So uh, simply collaborate with someone you admire. Thank you for the time. And for each of you, if someone wants to find something, wants to find you online, what's the easiest way? And we'll let Marcy go first. Uh, well, you can reach me um, on my website, uh, engagingplay.com or connect at engagingplay.com or directly to me, marcy at engagingplay.com. 
And that's Marcy with a Y, correct? Yes, M-A-R-C-Y at engagingplay.com. Thank you. And how about you, Diana? The best way to find me is on LinkedIn, Diana Patel, my name, and the handle is Diana B. Patel with my middle initial B, Diana B. Patel. Thank you both again for the time. I really appreciate it. This has been awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much, Mark. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I also hope that you'll subscribe to the Idea Climbing podcast and rate us on iTunes. Visit ideaclimbing.com to learn more about idea climbing and hear more episodes about mentoring, marketing, and big ideas.